go now to Joey in Cape Town. Joey, good morning to you. Ah, to good night. Thank you very First of all, I just want to thank you for coming on air. Um, you know, I think that it's it would be uh, naive to say that people in Cape Town are not aware that sex work takes place. Um, but I think it is admirable that you are prepared to talk about uh, being a sex worker. So thank you for joining us on Cape Talk. Thank you. So I'm not sure if you are open for people to ask questions. Obviously, Oyama will, will ins- and I will ensure that those are sensitive questions, or would you prefer just to chat with me? Uh, it depends how far the conversation is going to take us. I'm asking for listeners to listen with an open mind. Uh, we're going to be asking him about his life and, and, and um, his thoughts on the sex work industry as, as someone who is involved in it. Um, we often uh, uh, perhaps read books, <laughs> magazines, movies, um, but the reality is that there's a lot of sex work that takes place in Cape Town. So Yama's just going to try and see. There's a bit of an echo on his line. So we're going to see if we can find a, a better quality of line there. So he's going to just call him back. After that, we're going to be chatting to uh, two transgender people and in Cape Town, uh, Dr. Eve and Eusebius were chatting about at what age should children consider um, transitioning in terms of more dramatic issues around surgery. So we're going to be asking these two young South Africans how South Africans have treated them. Uh, they are both uh, completely um, uh, okay and and have have seemed to be happy in their skin and happy that people know but we go back to joey hi joey hi how are you oh that's a much better line so i was asking you if you would prefer just to chat with me or whether you would be happy to take a listeners questions um i think it would let's probably chat <laughs> and then if there's any further questions which need to be asked is on the board um i don't have any problem with that Okay, so uh, so tell us, um, was I mean I don't think that many people, when they young people, think I'm going to grow up and be a sex worker. When did when did it begin for you? Yeah, I think I, the number of challenges which put me into the sex work industry um, was I'm an immigrant to South Africa, um, so it was very difficult for me to cope up with the lifestyle which I wanted to live actually. So I had difficulties of getting permitted for me to look for for a job. So I ended up for involving myself into sex industry because that's the only option which I had where I can do or I can have income without anyone asking me for a permit or for any paper for me to have an income end of the month or end of the day. So... Um it was something that you felt that you, you, you did. You feel that it was the only thing that you could do. Did or did you yeah. think? Did you think it was something you were going to do until you were able to get another job, or was it something you thought, "I'm going to have to do this"? I thought I was going to do it for a uh, for a short time, though. But at the end of the day, I found that it was actually a, a work which I can rely on. Actually, yeah, and I managed to do a number of things the point I made as a choice to get involved full-time into the sex work industry. Now, the thing about 
being a sex worker um, in an area like yourself, when when you when you when you feel vulnerable already, and you're saying you don't have permits, there's a sense of vulnerability. Did you feel vulnerable when you started well, with sex work? Uh, not now, because in the process I managed to get my permit, and uh, which I will not regret actually. So um, I keep on doing sex work, and I was looking for another job. But I ended up getting a job at Swag Sex Workers Educational Advocacy Force. At the moment, I'm a national coordinator for Western Cape for a sex work program in Cape Town. And that will not stop me to have an extra income if I want to. So the, the work you did, you do with, with Sweat, that's, is that about um, giving you ideas for, for being an entrepreneur in other areas? Um, no, not at all. So what uh, our work, our work is so okay for us. Uh, as sweat, uh, we're not recruiting or we're not uh, saying people they must do sex work because it's an independent na- uh, non-governmental organization and which was founded in 1996 and it's based in Cape Town. Actually, um, we do have programs nationwide. Um, sweat exists to support adult sex workers who engage in consensual sex work to be able to exercise their human rights. So this is to achieve through provisional of range of programs. So we do have programs like counseling, free counseling, 24-hour helpline, and health services. It's either kind of former sex worker who can be involved in additional to provide public health and advocacy services and receiving training and support to build their ability to detain to their own future. Okay, so yeah. so I asked the question if you if you felt safe. Uh, do, do you work on the streets? Um, actually, now I've got a full time job as a provincial coordinator for Western Cape. Um, so I don't I don't have much time to go on the street. I used to work in mostly in brothels, but at the moment I'm working in my private home. I use my own house uh, to do uh, some work. Instead when I finish, I work at 5 o'clock and I do have a client. Actually, we, the client can pop into my place. Then we can do the business. And you don't fear for your safety when that happens? Um, actually, uh, you, there is safety, which uh, the assurance is more of you talk with the client on the phone and you talk about what you need to like exactly. Uh, what the client likes. So you do have the power to say no if you don't agree in certain things. And uh, yeah. So you've never felt, um, you know, because as a sex worker, often uh, people uh, take advantage of of you. Uh, so you've never felt that 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 was an issue for you. Yeah, for me mostly. Um, I was protected because I used to work mostly in brothels, which is um, uh, not existing anymore. We don't have more brothels in South Africa. They've been all closed. Their license has been taken away. Um, so mostly it affected uh, who are street based. No sex workers are working on the street. They are all risk because they are being picked up by a client which they don't even know where they are going. It's more of risking and because you don't know what is going to happen where you're going. Okay. So there's no assurance of safety. I, I was also uh, wondering about the issue of condoms in sex work. 
Yeah, what is it about exactly? Well, if if you, you know, I've heard that people pay more if, uh, to have sex with a sex worker uh, if they don't use a condom, which much which must put you at a great risk. Yeah, true. Most of our sex workers actually they end up in that situation because they've been um, actually offered lots of money not to use a condom, and they've been on the road like um, at 24/7. You didn't have a client, and by any chance you got a client who's saying, "Okay, this is the situation. I'm not going to use a condom uh, because I'm going to offer a thousand rand, or I don't know how much they can agree on." Mm-hmm. And end up putting yourself into that kind of situation because your responsibilities are waiting for you back home when you go back. So you are on the road to look for money to go back home and make use of that money. So most of sex workers they end up risking themselves to put themselves in those kind of situations. Mm. Now, who who are your customers? Who would be the people who pay you for sex? Okay, our uh, online sex work is very tricky because. It's an umbrella of all sexualities. We do have gay men who are sex workers. We do have heterosexual men who are sex workers. We do have bisexual men who are sex workers. So mostly um, men, uh, their clients are are men, uh, gay men mostly. And um, that's where their target is. But now it's becoming so fashionable to the point, no sex workers also that uh, having like bookings with uh, women booking them for a session. So also there is, uh, as you say, what you're saying, there's a there's a growing market for women to use male sex workers. Yeah, hiring male sex workers definitely. Okay, there's yeah. a there's a term in South Africa that people who work in the HIV. Um, arena have coined the after nines, men who are married uh, but after nine um, have sex with other men. Um, are, are, are those customers uh, something that is common or is that getting less? I, I think it's so common. You are very right uh, because these married men are coming from their families and they are looking for something different. Or you say there is a gay man is in a closet and they don't want to be known, mm. or you just want to experience sleeping with another man, or just having a fetish of want to be a man in bed. So it's for, it's, yeah, it is common. It's still happening. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask this question and you don't have to answer it, um, but do you enjoy the sex or is it just business at work, uh, another day at the office? With, with a client? Yes. No, there's no attachment, actually. You're doing it for money. So there's no attach- uh, attachment, there's no attraction. There's no uh, uh, exchanging of energy, strong energy. Uh, so um, it's different when I'm having my uh, uh, sex with my partner mm. uh, and having sex with a client. Does your partner uh, know that you're a sex worker? Yes, he knows. Actually, he... When I met him, he didn't know that I'm a sex worker. But as time goes on, I have to come open. And the work which I do actually with sweat, so there's lots of questions on how did you get involved into all this um, lifestyle. So I did I have to tell you that I'm a sex worker, and that's where I'm coming from.
And your partner is okay with that? Is okay with that, yeah. And does your family know you do sex work? I mean, you're not you're in a different country. It would be easy to be um, uh, telling that you were doing anything. Is is that tricky to, to to talk about with your family? It is very tricky. They don't know that I'm a sex worker. Okay. And if uh, if I was in my own country, I was not going to be go on air and talk about myself being a sex worker. Um, uh, if I'm talking right now, um, I do have some colleagues as well who are sex workers, who are South African citizens. They'll never be on air, they'll never be on media because they don't want to be known and they don't want to be seen by their families that they are doing uh, sex work. It's actually risky because there's more of uh, stigma and discrimination in terms of families and the community. Mm. Because sex work is still illegal in South Africa. And um, it's very difficult to cope with the situation. Uh, what you say is very true, and often the person who is targeted in uh, in this uh, criminalizing of sex work is often the sex worker. Um, a lot of people say the people who really should be targeted are the people who pay sex workers. Uh, but I understand sex workers don't want the customers to be targeted. Is that correct? Um. um and the law actually, when it comes to, 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 to the laws in New Zealand, actually, um, the client is also supposed to be arrested. And as the sex workers both need to be arrested. But we are saying, uh, why should we uh, arrest the client? And if we arrest the client, we're going to uh, the next sex worker who's still on the road. We need to get that person as well. So um, we need to uh, actually recognize where as uh, sex workers work and just to criminalize it so that both will be safe, will be protected by the law. And as a male sex worker, do you think that you are treated differently? Uh, or do you think that uh, female sex workers, um, for example, do they make more money than you? Um, on that, I cannot talk about because. We offer our services in a different way of doing things. And um, of course, female sex workers and uh, male sex workers are being treated differently uh, because female sex workers are being taken advantage of by their clients. And uh, mostly male sex workers, uh, they still have that, uh, you know, um, the vibe of saying, you know what, I'm a male sex worker. I'll stand for what belongs to me. So when I charge a client, he has to give me what I've asked for. Mm. Uh, Kaketsu was was talking about the situation where he saw a, a young sex worker shouting at an old man, in his, and he was saying, you owe me money. Um, and that's something we hear a lot. Uh, people who... Um, who who say that the customer doesn't pay and you're saying you're doing this for money only that's you're saying there's no attachment to the sex you're simply doing it as a way of earning money um yeah the thing is like um also what happens with uh, sex workers and their clients there's a possibility of developing a proper relationship between a client and a sex worker and the client become a regular to you so paying will become another story whereby a client ends up thinking he owns you. 
And also, I think the exchanging of feelings and attraction it will develop from there. Mm. So, but now the six weeks we end up saying, uh, we may, I met you as a client, and I still want some money, and they're stopping me giving me money, and I'm still giving you my services. Mm. So that's where the fight actually starts from there. Mm. I I used to uh, falsely think that somebody who didn't, who said that they'd got raped, I used to think, well, that's just uh, somebody who didn't pay. But sex workers do get raped. Is that not something that happens to male sex workers? Uh, it doesn't happen to male sex workers mostly. Because male sex workers, you know, even their clients, they're afraid of them because they think for themselves, they are, they are men. They fight back. Women, they run away from the situation. But most sex workers don't stand for themselves. And what about the police? How do they treat sex, male sex workers? Um, uh, they, now they're being treated the same as female sex workers. Okay. But yeah. uh, there have been lots, uh, you know, Sweat often talks about the way that police officers bully and uh, extract bribes from sex workers or even sexual favours. Is that something that you've heard that people have spoken about at Sweat? Yeah, we've spoken about a lot. It's so common at Sweat where we talk about those kind of stories from sex workers. But you've never experienced that with police? No, 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 it's mostly happening to female sex workers. Okay. And you spoke about um, uh, being in this country. In your country, is sex working uh, as as prevalent in, in, as it is in South Africa? It's still illegal in Zimbabwe as well. But, but is it, you know, you come to South Africa. Um, yeah. Uh, is there as much sex work in Zimbabwe? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as South Africa. It's the yeah. same? Oh, okay. It's the same way. Yeah, it's the same situation. Okay. Um, if, if you, you know, somebody's already saying that we're advertising prostitutes, um, sex work has always been around. Um, how do you respond when people say that? It's illegal and you shouldn't be doing it. How do you respond to people who say that to you? Okay, actually, it's very tricky because it has been there forever and nothing is going to change. Uh, We only want sex work to be decriminalized because it's too criminalized. And um, so uh, uh, for me, I would rather respond sex work is work and what I need is to be decriminalized because we want the laws to stop being forced into uh, uh, people to to discriminate sex workers. And also we want the laws against being the manager or client of a sex worker with eight other six under 18 because also child sex work is not allowed in South Africa. And we also want uh, uh, sex workers to be protected from people being offended or being for those who are advertising on sex work services and encourage the use of safer sex support for the client and the sex work. That would be benefit for decriminalization for sex work if it, if it is meant to be decriminalized in South Africa. And it allows mm-hmm. us also to refuse to end clients for any reason so that too we can make our own choices mm-hmm. in sex workers and to be covered by law and sex work. 
to be recognized as any other business or covered by and covered by um, real estate safety laws. So you said you've got you you want the right to say no, but have you have you have you ever had to say no? There's no way I can say no because I'm a sex worker and that's my job. So if you undermine me actually, or you want to say something which opposes my work, you actually I will. You are discriminating me. You are looking down on my work. So there's no way I can say no. I always say yes. The end of the day, I'm having income. And so what you're saying is you're doing it to get an income. And a lot of sex workers talk about um, the use of feeling numb and and needing to 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 use alcohol and drugs. Do you find that? Some people rely heavily on that in order to do the work that they need to do to get the money for their families. Uh, actually, it's so common with male sex workers because uh, there is heterosexual men who are not you used to sleep with men and they're only doing it for money. So for them to put them into a situation where they can end up sleeping with a male client, uh, they have to be on, on alcohol or high on something. It's very common in male sex work industry. Does that not add to your risk of getting a disease if if you if you're using while you are um, out of it in some way? Yeah, I, I think sex workers are the best uh, practice um, uh, people who practice safer sex. We are quite aware of having a condom all the time, and the usage of condom for us is like a daily thing. Okay, uh, the risks are they they are very high. But you at least have to make sure I've got a condom in your pocket and you need to make use of the condom. All right. And so it, it is about uh, keeping yourself safe. Do, do yeah. you, um, are you intending to stay in South Africa? Yeah, definitely. And do you think you're going to carry on being a sex worker? <laughs> yeah, it's very tricky because we can't exit. Well, as I'm saying, I'm now a provincial coordinator for Western Cape. Mm. Right. So uh, if I get a client, definitely I will take my the extra income which is coming on my way. And I'm getting paid end of the month. And for extra income, I will never say no. If I get a client, I'll take it. I, so, I, think, I think what I was asking, you know, often for female sex workers, there's an age at which, at which customers want a younger woman. Is that the same for men? Uh, yeah, I actually um, clients have got their own uh, kind of people which they want. Actually, um, it depends on the client what you want. Some of these are they be surprised to leave a young girl and go for an older woman, or going for an older guy and leave a young guy, or to go for a young guy and leave the older guy. It depends with the uh, likes of the client. What is he looking for exactly? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Joey, I just want to thank you for for being prepared to come and and talk on air about your experience of of working in this industry. Is there anything you want to to leave with the listeners? Uh, actually, I just want to say to listeners, uh, please support us for sexual to be decriminalized. If we decriminalize, then we accept and we want sexual to be recognized in work. Uh, don't judge us. Because we don't know what our brothers and sisters, our aunties are doing also behind the doors. So 
please support us on the criminalization of sex work in South Africa. Do you think you'll ever get to the point where, like they have in some countries like Holland, where the sex workers are um, uh, checked, uh, they have regular checkups for HIV and um, they're, they're, they're seen by a doctor and there's, there's uh, a sense that they understand the health risks that these men and women put themselves under? Do you think that's asking too much? Or is your first step just to get decriminalized? Yeah, I, I think when sex work is decriminalized in South Africa, they, we do have smooth access to health services where we go and do uh, the uh, HIV tests without uh, fear, without being afraid of being uh, uh, discriminated by the nurses or by uh, being called names. So I think okay, let's uh, sex work decriminalized. Then from there, we are ready for us to get tested before we even employed in a brother or in an agent or to work as an escort. Okay. If somebody is listening to this and they, they are involved in sex work and they want to get involved with SWEAT, how would they do that? Okay. We do have a 24 hour helpline, uh, 0800 uh, You just call and find out our services. And we'll also, you can go to our Facebook website, uh, SWEAT, Educational Advocate Task Force. And also we do have to Sonke, so you can uh, go on our website. We'll find out all, all of the information or if you want to rent our services. Joey, thanks for your time. You're welcome.